Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bright Verde podcast. First of all, I want to apologize for the audio. I'm actually driving to Mexico and I'm, I don't have my equipment. Uh, but after yesterday's game against DC, I just had a lot to talk about and I've been saving a lot of this stuff because everything's been going great. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's game seven. Now I can actually start to make some conclusions in the early stages of the season. I didn't want to just start talking after game two, three. So um, I thought a plan against DC was, was I think, one of the, the biggest tests that we've had. And um, I think we passed it. Now, I, I, I'm doing this shit off the, off the top of the dome, off the fly. You know, like, I'm, I, I don't have anything written. So, you know, pardon the pauses, but I'm just kind of spitting as I go. Um, first of all, let's talk about the game. Um, the first half was absolute garbage, okay? Um, we, we got outplayed completely. DC's pressing was so impressive to me. And um, I think it's a blueprint for for other teams to play against us, and that's one thing that I've I've been been saying about our system, which I, I love our system. I, I love that we want to uh, be the the dominant uh, party, you know, the the one that wants to take control of the ball and um, be the one that sets the tone and the tempo of, of the game. That I, I love that. Um, however. That has problems because your opponent knows how exactly how you're going to play, right? So if you find a mechanism to disrupt that, you're going to be, the chances are you're going to be very successful, in my opinion. And we've seen that with Austin FC time and time again when teams, uh, you know, press us really high and, and disrupt our, our buildup from the back, we sometimes look absolutely lost. Now in season one, Whenever that would happen, the team would just get deflated because you could see that there was no, no, no further ideas. You know, it was like we were just in the early stages, we're infants, toddlers. You know, not really knowing what to do after the fact if somebody would press us really high. This season is looking much better. You know, against Minnesota, we were able to to, to beat that. Um, now against DC, we're able to overcome that. Now, granted, they were playing with 10 men after the second half, but nonetheless, you know, you got to take those chances. Um, just like DC couldn't finalize a lot of their chances in the first half, it ended up biting him in the ass. You know, you got to finish those chances just like it happened to us against San Jose. And you can't fault, you, you can't fault Austin for, for capitalizing on those mistakes, right? It's not like we can say, uh, it, people always try to minimize our victories. Our own fans try to minimize our victories. You know, uh, my boy Andrew Weeby from Extra Time is always minimizing our victories. You can always find a, a reason to minimize a victory. And I don't think that's that's fair uh, for us because our improvement has been has been dramatically um, significant. You know, pardon the redundancy, but it's, it's been significant uh, and, and, and not just. Not just in what I see in our play, but the numbers speak for themselves as well. Uh, we have scored a lot of goals. Something that we were just lacking last season. It was our, our goals. Um, 
we were building chances. You know, we were we were getting close. It's like we were we're you know working on the project and and we just couldn't finish it. Now we're finishing it, and that's what that's the difference between you know a bottom table team to a mid table team to a playoff team. You know, you gotta finish your chances. Sometimes they're gonna be far in between, but you gotta have players that can make the difference and finish the chances. Okay, so to me. Uh, that win against DC is huge because it's a it's a cross um, conference opponent. You know, somebody in, in the East, which we don't which we don't typically play. Um, and it's important for us to to beat those teams. And most importantly, it was our uh, it was another away victory, one that we haven't had since Colorado. Uh, in in our first season, think about that. We didn't beat another team away since one year ago. You know, since last season, it's unreal. So the improvement has been wonderful, um, and that's something that I that we need to put on Josh Wolf, guys. We need to put a lot of emphasis on Josh Wolf, and a lot of this podcast is going to be about Josh Wolf. And I'm sorry, all you motherfucking uh, Josh Wolf out motherfuckers you don't know what you're talking about you don't know what you're talking about okay your takes are horrendous and that's it dude you you are lazy your your analysis is lazy what a coincidence guys what a coincidence that every time we win it's despite wolf and every time we lose, Wolf doesn't get mentioned whatsoever, right? What a fucking coincidence that this happens every time. And whenever we lose, what a coincidence that nobody mentions the players. Nobody mentions, hey man, this player fucked up. Royally fucked up. Nobody mentions that. Nobody mentions that our, our recruitment has not been great. Nobody mentions, you know, injury problems or, or whatever. So, I just find it so, so fucking convenient, man. So convenient that this happens every single time. And and to me, Wolf deserves a lot of credit. A lot of credit because what he was able to do in our first season um, with the, the squad that we had, you know, having that focusing on style of play and not getting getting carried away by results, which is a lot of you motherfuckers do that. You have no idea how a, a sports organization, uh, you know, could be run. You think that this is like FIFA or some shit, Ultimate Team, where uh, it, it doesn't work like that, man. What what Austin is doing is is a long-term project. Some of you motherfuckers don't know what that is. Because you're used to following big European teams. Which is, you know, I, I've done that too. I, I'm a Barcelona fan, okay? I'm a Barcelona fan. So, I understand um, in that context, there is no time. For big European teams, time doesn't exist. You, you gotta win, right? Now, for Barcelona, it's a little bit different because we do like, we focus on our style. Which is something that 
translates into Austin FC. We're focusing on style, on culture, on identity. The identity of results only is a shit identity because it's not clear cut because results are not guaranteed ever but what can be guaranteed is a way of playing a system of playing right this system of playing takes time to learn and understand it's really really hard most teams in the world do not play this system for a reason because it's really difficult now in MLS we have an opportunity a golden opportunity which is there is no relegation which means you have the luxury to actually get this right you have that opportunity that other teams don't have other leagues don't have it doesn't exist you know like a um I don't know, Valencia in Spain. They don't have the luxury to give it four or five years on trying a new system in regardless of the results. It doesn't work like that. Here we have that system. We've given another perspective into Josh Wolf. We've given this this dude, this young man, young coach, his first head coach job. You guys, it's his first head coach job. You guys are expecting fucking Pep Guardiola out of this guy. It doesn't work like that, man. He needs time. He needs time to implement his system, his style, the culture. He's building it. What he did last season, even though we finished uh, second to last in the in the Western Conference, it was a poor. Um, it was a poor representation of what we we're able to do because I thought we played for a, a huge part of the season I, I think we were okay we just couldn't finish and when we didn't finish we got deflated and teams would just roll us over you know um, the anemic aspect of the game matters as well you know if 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 you're not strong mentally you're you're gonna fall apart uh, especially as a as a um, inaugural season or inaugural team like you're you're still learning who you are in this in this world you know in this league so it was always important to put our first season with with a grain of salt now what he was able to do I think is great you know you focus on on style of play not on results if you focus on results you're you have the wrong approach I've said this since last season, and you can fucking fact check me. You can go back in the podcast and listen to what I've been saying is we, our quality was not good enough. And I know you people want to be okay with the fan, with the players. I know you guys don't ever want to talk negative on these players because you want to be buddy, buddy with these players. But it, you have that clouds your judgment that clouds your the time when it's that clouds when it's time to criticize these players it clouds your judgment because to you 
the players can do no wrong. These guys are great. We have a fantastic team. We should. We're a playoff team. We should be. It no. Last season we were not a playoff team. The squad was not even remotely close to being a playoff team. And that's the truth. This season, we recruited much better. We got a lot more experience. And it shows. I mean, it's night and day. Night and day, man. This is not the same Austin FC team as last season. And you got to put that into perspective. A lot of you guys don't do that. It's... I, I sometimes like I, I, I sometimes I go crazy just reading reading Twitter. Maybe I shouldn't read Twitter, but goddamn, like some of you guys. I'm not saying you guys are dumb because I don't know y'all personally. A lot of you guys I don't know personally, but some of y'all's takes are dumb as shit, and that's that's what it is. And if 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 I post something on Twitter and you want to make me look stupid, be my guest. Try to make me look stupid. And if I look stupid as shit, I'll I'll admit it and I will you know, change my opinion and try to understand your point. But if if you if you try to make me look stupid and you say some dumb shit, I'm going to make you look twice as stupid. It, it annoys me when people think they're clever and shit. Um, but I'm kind of going off the rails here. Um, but mainly I just want to say that I, I'm praising Josh Wolf, and, and I've been praising Josh Wolf for this reason because I don't think he's getting the... The, the praise that he deserves uh, Even with the poor results last season A lot of you guys were not giving him the praise that he deserved And you know hard work takes time You have to You have to have You know your principles right Your whys Your reasons for doing something Very very clear And uh, that will give you results I I, I promise that will give you results. And, and we're seeing that this season. Um, game seven. We're top of the league, baby. We're top of the league. And honestly, I'm, I was not expecting this high of a uh, upward trajectory so fast. Um, I always say you got to give Josh Wolf at least two years. You know, two to three years at the very least. I think what they expect is a, about five years of Josh Wolf at Austin FC. I think that's that's probably what they were, you know, kind of building. So, some of y'all look so dumb asking for him to be gone in, in season one. I mean, so dumb. So dumb. You don't know the sport, man. You have no idea about the league. You you don't know how it how it works in the real world. You're delusional. Um, it's always about context. If Josh Wolf ha- 
did not show any signs of improvement, yeah, fucking boot him out. But there, there are clear signs of improvement. Even, even with the shit season. Um, and that's one thing that I really like about Josh Wolf and, uh, that I've been wanting to say is a lot of you guys criticize his, uh, his tinkering, right? Him fucking up with the lineups and shit like that. I, I do agree that sometimes I think he gets a little bit over his head with the lineup changes, especially last season. Especially when you don't have any other cups to play. You just have one tournament. I don't think you need to make a lot of changes, personally. But, at the at the very least, you have a coach who is dynamic. I think, I, I would take a, a dynamic coach first, rather than a static coach. Because, at least you know that the dynamic coach is willing to change things up. If something is not working, at least he's willing to analyze the problem, recognize that there's a problem, and find a solution to that problem. That is what he's doing with the tinkering. Versus a, a static coach who is stubborn and, it, you know, he's not willing to change his mind. So I, I, I respect that and I admire that because... That means that he's willing to take criticism, take feedback, and change things up. For example, the changes that he's made this season are not are not crazy. And even the changes that he made last season are not that fucking, like, that crazy. It's like you guys have never seen soccer. Or at least some of you guys. It looks like you've never seen the sport because this is what coaches do, man. They, they switch things up. For example, with Cecilio not being here. It's, it's not that outlandish to have Driussi play as a left winger. Because Driussi can do the things that we expect out of a left winger. It's, it's, not, like, it's not like he's putting... Like, some of you guys were asking for Dani Pereira to play left winger. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Why would you have Dani play as a left winger? But that sounds ridiculous. So... Let the man work, man. He's trying different things that are normal. Doozy as a left wing, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, okay, ring is not working out. I, I I get that. He 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 tried. Ring has been playing more attacking uh, recently, so he tried putting him in as a as a as a center attacking mid in in place of Doozy, so that Doozy can play on the wing. It didn't work. It didn't work. Also, a lot of you motherfuckers have been asking for the double pivot of Dani Pereira and Johan Valencia. He gave you that. It didn't work. It didn't work. But guess what? At least he tried. At least he's willing to try it. And that is one thing I want to highlight. This is early stages of the season, guys. Let's not also get carried away. I'm not saying that we're going to win MLS Cup or we are going to be in the playoffs, but as long as we keep winning at home, that's the most important. Like, the fact that we won uh, here against D.C., I think is it's uh, notable and noteworthy 
because what typically distances playoff teams from non-playoff teams is winning at home and getting some points on the road. That's what you got to do. Win at home, get some points on the road. And the fact that we took three from D.C. and we have uh, Whitecaps in Houston next, we can beat those two teams, man. I saw the Whitecaps versus, I mean, the the Montreal versus Whitecaps game. We could beat the Whitecaps. We could beat them. And and Houston, I mean, you guys know how I feel about Houston. Fuck Houston. I hate I hate the Dynamo. To me, that is the Texas rivalry between Austin and other Texas teams. Is Houston. Dallas, I respect Dallas because Dallas produces great players. Um, they're historic. They they have. Uh, I, I like Dallas. Okay. Houston, I hate Houston, and if we can focus on beating Houston every time, I'm happy. I I, I want to beat them every time. Um. So. I mean. Can we take another six points? I think so. I I really think so. And I'm willing to say we, we should take those six points. We should. We should be aiming for that. Now, we have an open cup game against San Antonio coming up. I expect a fully rotated squad. Fully rotated. I mean, if Wolf was rotating during the MLS season, how is he not going to rotate against... You know San Antonio. Do I agree with that? Absolutely not. I personally think that the and I, I tweeted this also uh, a few days ago or, 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 or weeks ago. I think that we should focus on the U.S. Open Cup. That is like you know our FA Cup, our Copa del Rey, our Copa Italia. You know we should be going for this these tournaments because we're not a big team in MLS. Let's be real, we're not a, one of the big teams yet. So, I think that we, sh- we should be going for, for those type of tournaments. And, and rotating for me, or heavily rotating, is a mistake. Big mistake. And I fully expect Josh Wolf to do that. I don't agree with it. See, this is to show you, I don't agree with everything the man says. You guys think that, you know, he pays me or some shit. I'm just objective, dude. I'm as objective as I try to be. If he rotates against San Antonio heavily, I'm going to criticize him. Just like I criticize the players. Just like I criticize uh, Reina. Just like I criticize whoever needs to be criticized. I I fully... I, I hope to see a good squad against San Antonio. And I hope we smash them. Because that's what we should be doing. We shouldn't be going to these games underestimating our opponent. You know, throwing it away. I don't give a shit. We need to be... Beating these teams. And. That's just. That's just how I feel man. I, I, I had to talk about this. I had to get this off my chest. Um, I'll try to upload more. I just don't have the time guys. Nor. Nor do I have like. There's not a lot going on either. It's not like I can talk. I'm just doing it by myself. You know, it's like, I can't, 
I can't spend a lot of time talking on a subject because I'm just talking to myself or with myself. So, I don't know. I, I'll see if I upload more, um, more episodes. It would help me a lot if you guys also gave me topics. You know, if you, if you tweet at me, you know, you can hashtag Bright Verde Podcast or something like that. And then uh, give me topics to talk about so that I can, I can spend some time on them. Because uh, a lot of times I'm just going off the dome. And that's, that's hard. So, but of course, you know, I appreciate the guys and gals that do listen to the podcast. It really means the world to me. Um, it's, you know, it's a little space to, to tell like it is and tell the truth. Um, and if you ever want to come and, 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 and debate with me, I will gladly do it. I'm not, I have very strong opinions on the sport, but as a person, I'm one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I will treat you with respect and you know, get you some beers or whatever, come to the studio and let's, let's talk about the game respectfully. So, you know, if, if you guys are down for that, just hit me up. Hope you guys enjoyed, uh, this, this short episode and, um, really looking forward to the next games. Hopefully we beat San Antonio. We should beat the Whitecaps. We should beat Houston. Musa Jite is fucking... Oh, actually, b- before I leave, I-, I do want to talk about this because it's eating me inside. Our recruitment has been poor. And I tweeted this yesterday. And I want to say it again. When you look at our quote-unquote you know, high-caliber uh, signings, the ones that should be the difference makers, right? Both... Uh, designated players and under 22 initiatives aka young money when you look at those signings it's it's about 50% hit 50% miss and that that's huge guys that 50% miss is is having big big repercussions and a lot again I tweeted because nobody talks about this shit nobody nobody none of the the networks talk about it. None of the reporters talk about this. Nobody asks Wolf this or Reina or whoever. Musa Jite. Bust. Absolute bust. Why do you need to go to the fucking second division of France and get a guy who didn't have his visa or whatever? He was stuck in France for like two, three months. We couldn't get him in. You know, he, he's been non-existent this season. Why do you need to do that, man? Why? That 17-year-old kid from, from D.C. was phenomenal. I mean, this kid... We need to spend allocation money and get this kid. Trade him for Jite and Redes combined. Because he would, he would absolutely kill in our left wing. I mean, I would... I swear to God, I would take that 17-year-old kid... And, and play him instead of Cecilio Dominguez. That's how impressive this kid was. Um, you know, we should be going for those type of players. Like, what what are we doing going to the second division of France? 
What are we doing going to Paraguay to get Ronnie Redes, bro? Let's get real, man. Nobody talks about this. Rodney Reyes is making over $300,000. Danny Pereira is making eighty grand, two, three times as much as as uh, as Danny is what what Rodney Reyes is making. What what's up with that, man? It's <sighs> Tomas Pochettino, big bust. Now praise to Reina. He fucked up and he clarified the mistake. He he sold him or loaned him out, but he's probably going to be sold. Um, you know, like stuff like that. Cecilia for me is a bust. I've talked about Cecilia so, so much in my podcast. Cecilia is not good enough, man. He's not good enough. All you Cecilia lovers... I'm sorry to bust your bubble. He's not good enough. Period. Get him out. Ship him out. Use his spot as a as a DP spot and his salary. Get another winger. Get a, a better forward. You know, we could do so much better. That money can be spent so much better. I'm telling you, man. Go to Uruguay. Uruguay is where the talent is. Not Paraguay. Go to Colombia. Go to Ecuador. Go to places like that. That's where the that's where the gems are are at. Young players that I promise you would do way better than than Ronnie Redes and and Gite and Cecilio Dominguez. So we need to step that up. I, if, if we get our recruitment uh, back on track. And we make better decisions with the system that we have, with already season two, with more experienced players, with players already more accustomed to the system. We're going to be a force to be reckoned with in this league. I really believe that. And I have high hopes because we're only season two. This is just the beginning. Like my boy Matthew McConaughey said, it's the 100 year war. You know, that's the mentality that we have in the club is this is not this is not uh, you know a, a season 5 project this is Austin is here to stay and we need to do things right and I, I do believe even though I've, I've criticized a lot I do believe that we're on the right path I really do we're on the right path I'm optimistic I'm hopeful I'm seeing positive changes I'm seeing people rectifying their mistakes, and that's all I can ask for. As a fan, that's all I can ask for, is to see positive signs, to see people recognizing mistakes and trying to fix them. So that's all I got to say, guys. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for the support. Follow me on Twitter. You can get the merch. Hit me up if you want a merch, $20 a shirt. Um, I got all sizes. Um, And have a great, you know, Easter weekend. I'll see y'all later. Peace.